You're listening to the podcast, So You Want to Be a Writer, with Valerie Koo and Allison Tate. Valerie is an author, journalist, and national director of the Australian Writers Centre, which is one of the world's leading providers of online and classroom courses for people who want to get published and write with confidence. Alison Tate is a freelance writer, blogger, and author of the best-selling series, The Mapmaker Chronicles. She has more than 20 years' professional writing experience. Each week, they explore the world of writing, publishing, and blogging to bring you news and opportunities, advice on how to succeed in the world of writing, interviews with top writers, and much more. With students enrolling from all over the world, you can find out more about the Australian Writers' Centre at writerscentre.com.au. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 151 of So You Want to Be a Writer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here on this mini-sode with Alison Tate. How are you, Al? I'm very well, thank you, Valerie. And as an update to our last episode, I have a very clean house. (laughs) In case anybody was wondering if I'd managed to procrastinate enough not to do it, I have actually managed to do it. Quite excited. And I don't have a clean house, but I have ah. been seeing. Hello, my <laughs> name is Elder Price. <laughs> and Still. I would like to tell you about the most amazing book. I would imagine your partner is actually going quite <laughs> insane by now with that going on. <laughs> quite insane, quite insane. Um, all right, but uh, let us move on to this mini-sode. And if you're new to uh this podcast, then in between our regular programming, we have mini-sodes where we answer listener questions. And we've got a couple of really great questions this week. But I want to start off with an interesting thing that I found out about Agatha Christie. Oh. Now, yes. Yeah, we all know Agatha Christie, the very famous mystery author, of course. Mm. And um, But an interesting thing that I discovered about her in the book by Mason Curry is Uh, He writes, in her autobiography, Christie admitted that even after she had written 10 books. Now, did you hear me? 10? 10. Mm, That's a lot. I heard you. I heard you. 10. 10 books, everyone. Right. Got it. She didn't really consider herself a bona fide author. When filling out forms that asked for her occupation, it never occurred to her to put down anything other than married woman. (laughs) Right. That is an occupation in itself, I understand, but still, wow. Now she says, uh, the funny thing is that I have little memory of the books I wrote just after my marriage. I suppose I was enjoying myself so much in ordinary living that writing was a task which I performed in spells and bursts. I never had a definite place which was my room or where I retired specially to write. Now, this is great because uh, can you believe it? She wrote 10 books before this even occurred to her. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. So what, it was just a hobby or something, was it? Is that yeah, how she, she saw it? Just a little thing much. that she did when she had a five-minute break? Yeah, pretty much. Great. It was just yeah. a, yeah. You know, she, she it, it also, it, what was interesting is that many people wanted to photograph her, well, not many people, many journalists or people who wanted to cover her wanted to photograph her at her desk because that's a typical author picture, mm-hmm. right? You're mm-hmm. author with your typewriter or whatever. Yeah. Yep. But she says that, that there was no such place. She didn't have a place where she wrote. She said, I love it. Yes. I love her. She also is someone, and this is the thing that stands out about, I remember seeing a quote from her somewhere along the way. I don't exactly remember where and I can't, so please don't quote me on the quote, but it was something Mm. to do with the fact that she did a lot of her writing while washing up. 
Which, Absolutely. you know, because she did it all in her head, staring out the window or whatever she did while she did the washing up and then she went and wrote it down afterwards. And so isn't that an interesting thing? So she didn't consider herself to be a writer and she'd written 10 books. 10 books, 10 books. And wow. she would just move her typewriter to wherever she was, like a table or the bedroom washstand or the dining room table between meals and just write, you know, as you call it, in snatched time. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And if you look at her intricately plotted novels, that's, you know, some doing really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. She was obviously able to retain a lot of information. Yeah, and really. A lot of her story in her head. But that is a perfect segue into our first listener question this week, Al. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, good. I love a good segue. Yes. Debbie asks, uh, okay, Hi, Valerie and Al. I have recently started listening to your podcast and I love listening to all the tips and information for writers and prospective writers. I also love listening to all the writers in residence as hearing their journeys helps inspire me. I have been writing for a few years now and it started purely as a form of therapy when I found myself in the lows of depression. I used my writing as a means of escape for all those years I looked at my writing as something I did purely for me. As I've moved on, I have two first draft manuscripts and two partials and am now heading in the direction that I would love to take writing seriously. I'm looking at some of the Australian Writers' Centre courses and would love to publish books one day, but I do struggle with confidence. I'm struggling with changing my mindset. My questions are, there's a, so there's a few questions. At what point do people begin to call themselves authors or writers? Is it after the first draft is finished or perhaps once it's accepted by an agent or publisher or once it's published? Also, do you find that when people start calling themselves an author or writer, it helps improve their confidence and changes their own mindset? And do you have any other tips to change from writing as a hobby to being a more serious writer? So I can't, we can kind of answer those questions in one go, in a sense, I think. Um, All right, off you go. <laughs> Val's got you, it all sorted out, so let's just go with that, shall we? What a good idea. Tell me right. what you think, Val. Give me your so, one-point answer. All right. So, Debbie, you have two first draft manuscripts, presumably you mean of novels. So that's a fantastic feat in itself. A lot of people never even finish their first manuscript and you've got two and two partials as well. And so I believe that you can call yourself a writer when you are writing and you have clearly been writing for quite a while. There's no particular... um, you know, college degree or university degree or, or whatever, like that, that you need to do, say, to become an oncologist or a dermatologist or or whatever. You, everyone, um, not everyone. When you when you um, uh, when you write, and you call yourself a writer, you are taking the first step to taking yourself seriously as a writer. So I think that it is important to call yourself a writer. If you kind of think, oh, but am I? It's not published yet. You know, I've only written two things or whatever. What you're succumbing to is imposter syndrome. Mm. And we all suffer from imposter syndrome at some point. Even the most successful people in the world suffer from imposter syndrome. J-Lo, who has sold 70 million, 70 million albums, 
also says there are even though I've sold 70 million albums, sometimes I still think, am I being a fraud? Mm. So some of the most successful in people in the world suffer from imposter syndrome and obviously you're no different, but I encourage you to start calling yourself a writer and to own it. And just because you haven't been published, I mean, clearly you want to be because you're asking us this question, um, Take you need to, as a writer, be taking the steps to A, improve your writing, but B, also work towards publication. So yeah. yeah, I encourage you to call yourself a writer and I believe that will make a difference to your confidence. I do too. And I think that you are definitely doing the right thing by looking at doing some courses that will then take you from that first draft manuscript stage to learn more about publishing, to learn more about the industry, because that's, if you want to actually work towards publication, whether you do that through traditional methods or whether you do that yourself through, you know, indie publishing or self-publishing or whatever, um, you need to learn the industry. Like this is a thing. Yes. So the, the writing is one thing. The industry is another thing. And yes. calling yourself a writer at this point is totally totally legit. You're, you're there. It's an interesting thing though, Val, because I didn't call myself an author until mm. I was published. Right. I called myself a writer for a long time, but I didn't call myself an author until I was published. And I think that that's a really, that's probably an imposter syndrome mindset thing, but I also think it's a, um, it's a stage as well. You sort of, you move from, from, you know, I was, obviously I was writing, still writing lots of things, freelance fiction, all sorts of different things, but it wasn't until I was actually published mm. that I considered myself to be an author. Right. Is that an, is that an interesting demarcation or what do you think about that? I suppose that that kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, but in Debbie's case, yes, yeah, she can still definitely call herself a writer definitely. quite confidently yeah, because definitely. she's doing exactly that. She's she's writing. So, yeah, and yeah. I agree with Alison in that you do need to know about the industry and once you know about the industry as well, things become a lot less uncertain in your mind. You have a lot more clarity on what you should be doing next, What you know, the, the steps you should be taking, the strategy you should have in place and I encourage you to learn about the industry through doing courses and and learn about your craft through doing courses so absolutely and that's that's how you go from writing as a hobby to being a more serious writer is understanding not just the writing but Mm. where but the markets and the promotion and where you're going to put the writing because um if you want to be a more serious writer, you're looking at writing not just as a writer but as a business. Um, if you yeah. want to make a living from writing, you know, you have to understand the business context of of the writing and your place in the whole progress, uh, sorry, the whole process. So that's uh, that would be my tip. I think, you know, you're definitely looking at courses. There's a lot of information out there on the internet as well. Do everything you can, do all the reading that you can to start to understand where your writing is going to go. uh, I would say do all the reading that you can from reputable sites. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Reputable sites. Very important. Yes. Very, Mm. very important. Uh, Mm. You know, and well-regarded sites. So make sure you're picking the right ones. And if you're wondering, just Google, you know, best sites for writing or most outstanding sites for writing or something like that. But, Mm. um, But also, yeah, courses often distill all of the right information for you so you don't have to wade through what's in what's out there on the internet. All right. Let's move on to a question from Holly. Now, Holly has a question and she says, I've written a middle grade fiction book. 
that I hope to submit to publishers later this year. It is currently a standalone novel, but I have ideas for making it a series, especially as I have noticed the popularity of series in fiction for that age group. Is it worth mentioning the potential for a series when submitting the manuscript to publishers, or should I just focus on the existing novel? Now, Gee, Al, as an author of a middle grade fiction book that started as a standalone novel and <laughs> became no, a series. No, it did not. It never started oh, as a, no, it not never in your started. Head. No, it was always a series. So okay. um, I think it's worth saying this. I think that if you've got something that is a standalone at the moment, that is fantastic. It is a great way to start out. Um, I would focus on the standalone novel because that is what's going to sell. That's what, that's what you're selling at the moment is the standalone novel. Yeah. Um, and then you can also, I would mention, like I wouldn't focus on the series aspect, but I would mention the fact that it has serious, you know, I see the book as having serious potential. Yes. Something like that. Um, but no, the Mapmaker Chronicles was always uh, sold in as a series. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Fantastic. So it's, yeah, because it was but always But the first envisaged. novel exists as a standalone novel. It can be read as a it standalone novel, but you can, yeah. but, it, but it doesn't, like the story within the story finishes within that book but you it's an you can tell it's an ongoing story yeah. because you the journey more. the journey doesn't finish like yeah. the race doesn't finish yeah. so I think you know like if you've got something that wraps up entirely and you're I mean this is also a great thing because this is often what publishers are looking for they want the standalone that then they can possibly spin out into different books as well so yeah. what you have is a great thing so don't sort of underestimate that and then you just basically mention that you think that the book has serious potential yeah, and of yeah. course, Alison's talking about her wonderful series, The Mapmaker Chronicles. Yes, uh, of which book four is coming out when next month, next month, twenty eighth of March. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Yes, but also, I think um, similar comments were from Candace Fox. She recently did a collaboration with James Patterson mm. on the book called Never Never. Very uh, successful. Very successful collaboration because they hit number one on the. New York Times bestseller lists and of course mm -hmm. Candace is one of our presenters at the Australian Writers Centre. Now um, when she pitched that idea for Never Never or when they were discussing that idea, it, it is a standalone novel, Never Never is a standalone thriller set in the outback of Australia but she also dropped many hints <laughs> to the publisher and to James Patterson that it could be a series and, of course, it's going to be now. So, um, uh, you know, they obviously wanted to see how whether it would work first as a standalone mm. novel, which clearly it has. You can't yes. do better than hitting number one in the New York Times bestseller list. And so, you know, the rest is not yet history, but I'm sure it will be. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's let's wait and see. Mm. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's mini-sode. If you have a question that you would like us to answer, email us podcast at writerscentre.com.au. That's podcast at writerscentre.com.au and try to um, summarise your question as um, much as you can so that we can, uh, with all of your, the key important points, so that we can um, answer it as best that we can. So now that your house is clean, now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what up am to? I, what am I going to do next? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
I, um, I, I look, I'm actually really not sure at the moment. I'm doing some little bits and pieces of writing on some new ideas that I have and I'm just, yeah, going to do that. I've got a lot of promotion to do over the next, yeah. well, really over the ne- this whole year is going to be mm. very, very busy with um, Map Maker 4 coming out next month yes. and then Which is the three again? books coming out. Uh, it's called Beyond the Edge of the Map. Mm. Um, and then I've got the three books coming out in the US a bit later this year, the first three so books exciting. in the Mapmaker Chronicle series. And then I've got the first book in my new series coming out in Australia, um, looking like maybe September now instead of October. So, oh. I, yeah, I just have a very busy year promo-wise and I need to kind of think about what I'm going to do around that as well. Yeah. Well, mm. one thing that you can certainly learn from Alison is how to build your author platform. She does it so well and she's done a whole, she's created a whole course about it. And if mm. you want to find out exactly the steps that you need to take, Alison guides you step-by-step onto how to build your author platform. And you can find out more, writercenter.com.au slash platform. All right. So where do we find you online in the meantime, Al? You will find me at alisontait.com, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-T-A-I-T.com. You'll find me at on Twitter at, at Al Tate, A-L-T-A-I-T, and you will find me on Instagram and Facebook at Alison Tate Writer. And you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram, and also feel free to connect with me on Facebook. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, you'll find the show notes and also these questions, the listener questions at so you want to be a writer.com.au. And thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. We do. Bye. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Writer. You'll find the show notes at writercentre.com.au slash podcast or sign up for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writerscentre.com.au slash news where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions and much more.